Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. The Bulletin. And the bulletin this morning is with our very own uh, Daniel McCarty and, of course, uh, plenty of cricket and rugby going on to keep uh, Daniel happy. Um, good morning to you, sir. It is uh, 4.69 Australia. Um, very good day for India with the ball uh, overnight, but uh, not so good with the bat. 151 for five, mate. 318 behind in trouble. Yeah, in trouble uh, indeed. And you're right, Smithy. I, I did think they uh, fought back sort of admirably uh, on day number two, but I, I'm afraid the horse has bolted as far as winning that test match, I would have thought, um, or by what happened on the third session on day number one. What was it, 150-odd runs scored without the loss of a wicket in just 34 overs? Travis Head, who's never going to win a beauty contest for the way he bats, Smithy, he's quite belligerent, isn't he? He's the opposite to Kane Williamson, who waits and waits and plays it under his eyes. But, you know, Travis Head uh, really does come at you in all types of strokes, really has taken this one away. Smithy, you're wiser than I. Please explain this to me. You win the toss, you bowl, and you bowl 51 overs in the first two sessions when conditions are at their best. And when you're tired and you're worn down, and then you've got to have an extended session in the third session. I just, I, I just don't understand this modern-day um, uh, issue with overrates. I, I think if India get through with a little bit more gusto, they might have been able to make the most of those conditions. But, but I think they probably also... Um, uh, involved in a bit of self-harm with, uh, you know, winning the toss, deciding to have a bowl and leaving out um, uh, Ashwin with, uh, you know, uh, the, the weather forecast looking quite good on day number one. So Australia, got to give them all the credit in the world. Um, they've got themselves in a wonderful position. And sorry, I just don't trust Australian cricket teams to give away such a spot. No, I, I totally agree with you. At this stage, the game's been about one partnership, that between Smith and Head. Uh, I'll be interested to see if anything can be formulated. Uh, 12 wickets falling yesterday, absorbing day's play. Uh, Right, let's uh, get to um, uh, the home base situation. Just talking to Gary Stead, trying to uh, get to the nitty-gritty of the contracts. Uh, Nothing there for Ajaz Patel. Uh, Jameson fully supported. Adam Milne back in the mix. Any other talking points for you? No, a lot of of continuity. I think just one change from 12 months ago, Smithish. So I know there's lots of chat about, you know, the the new era, where are the new players coming through? Well, they're going to have to wait another year to be centrally contracted and they're going to go, have to go perform. New Zealand's been a pretty uh, consistent uh, side, um, you know, performance-wise. Um, so you can understand why they, they've stuck with the large uh, swag of those, the big talking points, of course. Well, Adam Milne, um, great to see him back. He, he bowled a lot for Wellington, even playing first-class cricket and really has become a fixture uh, of the, uh, the white ball setup in, in the New Zealand uh, group over the last six months. And you just can't train or can't teach genuine pace. I do feel for Ajaz Patel. This guy really is, you know, forming quite a bizarre career. Still yet to take a test wicket at home. We're not playing uh, too many uh, test matches away from home. I, I think probably the next cycle, the next 12 months, I think off the top of my head, we've got tours to Sri Lanka and India. So he might be in the mix in 12 months' time. But, uh, you know, um, I, how long has he got left in the game? He's, you know, the wrong side of 30, so it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Delighted to, to hear Kyle Jamieson is on a, a path back to full health. We're just a different beast with him. 
um, in that lineup. And, and I think um, common sense has prevailed with Trent Bolt um, on an ad hoc, you know, series by series basis. I think that guy is that, just that good. Uh, I'm less concerned about the precedent you set. I think he's a bit of uh, a unicorn in that. And that's in the fact compared to a lot of other New Zealanders, he's desired in every series. He's that good. Plus, they've uh, you know picked Jimmy Neesham in recent series to, to to tell us you don't need to be a centrally contracted player. So um, you know, uh, overall, uh, you'd expect New Zealand to be pretty competitive again. Rightio, uh, let's look at um, your Hurricanes going to Canberra uh, with a decent chance. You reckon? Yeah, I do. Uh, re- really interesting game between these two sides earlier in the year, in Wellington, of course. Uh, the Brumbies scored a couple of belting long-range tries, which is what we don't sort of uh, naturally associate with them. The Hurricanes are still a little bit green for me as far as experience. Uh, maybe maybe might hit their peak in a year or two, but they show what talent they do have uh, in that second half against the, uh, the Crusaders. Whether or not they could do it three weeks in a row, a row and win a title... I probably have big doubts on that, but I think Nisbo summed it up nicely in the Sky commentary uh, when he just uh, suggested who would want to play the Hurricanes in uh, a playoff game. Um, you know, with with, with the attacking um, ability they do have, with players who can make defenders miss one on one. So I, I give them a really good shout against the side that I have a lot of admiration for tonight in the Brumbies. You OC at eight, Artie at seven. You could play Artie at 12 and I'd be smiling, just as long as he's in that lineup. Uh, yeah, it is an interesting one, isn't it? They've got some good young talent in that loose forward mix, but he is the guy you look to um, in these big games uh, to do to do the damage. And yeah, I don't think they lose a whole heap with him shifting. Right, oh, OK. Um, how about golf? How about the golf this week? I mean... I don't think the world of golf saw it coming, so um, I won't uh, expect that you did either. But what a bizarre Not situation a playing playing out now. Oh, bizarre. Um, it's really, and I'm not trying to sit on the fence here. It's actually really hard to comment because so much water still to go under the bridge. The devil's in the detail of exactly how this new brave era of golf is going to look. But it just seems to me that uh, Saudi Arabia, through their public investment fund, which is what worth of worth somewhere, somewhere in the region of $700 billion, have got what they wanted. And the PGA have egg all over their face after telling us, you know, for the last year or so that, you know, Saudi investment in golf was about, you know, papering over their human rights abuses. Now they're happy to lay down um, in the bed with the same group of people. Uh, hypocrisy much? Absolutely. But this is a... A particularly not transparent organisation, um, uh, the Public Investment Fund in Saudi Arabia, that's pretty well known in, in business circles. And now, um, with, with this agreement, uh, all civil cases, all uh, litigious action has been uh, benched. And I'm sure Mohammed bin Salman, the Crown Prince of Saudi Arabia, is utterly delighted he won't need to be disposed, uh, deposed. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's... I must admit, I, I'm just not comfortable with nation states buying sporting teams or sporting organisations. Um, probably, uh, we've seen it in English football, haven't we? Um, Newcastle, same group of people. Um, uh, you, you've, you've seen uh, the, the powerhouse that Manchester City has come become with uh, the Abu Dhabi group uh, running that um, organisation. Yeah, I know Silver Lake own a part, and I know a, a Chinese investment fund a national investment fund, also a minority shareholder. 
But, uh, you know, I, I like even competition, and, and I think with these nation states with their bottomless pits of cash, um, uh, don't make for even uh, playing fields. Uh, golf's a kind of separate issue, isn't it? Because it is, uh, you know, running running the sport. But it's it just hard for me to get my head around. The conservative American PGA Tour is uh, now a, a partner with the Saudi Arabian government. Um, if you told me that 20 years ago, um, I, I think we would have been laughed out of the room. Uh, just finally, you on deck over the weekend? Yeah, tomorrow. Tomorrow. Provided I can actually find a park in Wellington at the moment, Smithy. I'm 25 minutes into this saga of trying to find uh, a park so I can buy my wife a birthday present. If I don't do this, I don't think I'll ever be back on deck again. What are you, what are you looking to buy her? I mean, you know, she won't be listening at the moment. What are you, what, what are you kind of shopping for? She's a big fan of yours. She'll probably be listening right now. She's given me, uh, she's given me some advice. You, you generally yes. know what it's like when better half gives you advice. Generally, you should follow that advice. But I'm a bit of a stubborn jerk. I'll, I'll probably, probably try and find something myself, and it will fall flat. And uh, then I'll have to go out the next day and get what she originally wanted. But it's the stress. I, I'm sweating profusely here just trying to find a park. It's outrageous. <laughs> we'll leave you to it. We'll leave you to it. Good luck. Good luck, uh, and we'll listen to you tomorrow morning uh, on your regular slot. <laughs> Daniel McCarty, birthday present issues for the, the, the better half, I think. And in this case, that would be absolutely true.